Welcome to episode My Name is Alexander 21. My name is Alexander 21. And there's a million things I haven't done. Simon, just you wait. Just you wait. A story mode, a video game podcast, brought to you by Fan Critical. I'm your host, who's apparently the only one here who's watched fucking Hamilton, Jesse Munro. And I'm joined by two goddamn heathens. Simon Evans, Keelan Simpson. How you doing, boys? Yeah, good. Um, the look of shock and disappointment. Okay, there are some musical yeah. nerds out there who are really okay. happy that Hamilton is now on Disney+. Plus. I've watched it twice. I've cried multiple times because of it. Okay. And I have a song in my heart that needs to be heard. And but I will also, not throw away my shot. You're implying that I would pay money for Disney+, Plus at the moment, which, nah. Jesse, I, I just watch knew Simpsons. you were going to call us heathens. I could feel it in my bones. I don't have many insults. Not many insults. How we doing? Yeah, That's good. good. How's life in the lockdown going? Yep. I wouldn't know. <laughs> WA. We did all right. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, well. Like you Victorians. You blundered no, it. We're going to... Um, you fumbled. We fumbled, the, we, we, we fumbled the ball. Okay, some people were idiots, but, you know, we've just got to look forward. Speaking of looking forward, Ubisoft Forward 2020 occurred today. We're actually recording a little bit later than usual, and I'm just skipping over my kind of iffy segue there. Yeah, um, the best. So Ubisoft came through and they showed off their, uh, you know, what's to come? What's on offer? What's on the menu from them? Um, at a very strange and difficult time for the company. Um, mm. I'm just adding from our news last week that um there was a lot of uh talk of harassment going on at ubisoft recently um and since then multiple senior executives have stepped down so we've got serge hascott i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher all these names um yanis mallet and uh, cecile cornet all gone all very high up into ubisoft this is going to completely restructure that company they had to put out a press conference uh, sorry a pre- press release four hours before their showcase so not ideal timing for everything, but A, probably best that it happened before mm-hmm. the showcase. Mm-hmm. And B, everything I'm seeing from staff at Ubisoft, or people close to staff at Ubisoft, say this is extremely positive. There's a lot, a lot to fix. Oh, yeah. But this is a very positive get rid of some major toxic elements from the company. And you know what? Fuck them. Yep. I have That's zero. my standpoint. Fuck them. <laughs> I have zero tolerance for any behavior like that regardless of who it is or whatever their reasoning might be there's absolutely no place for it ever end of story get that shit out of here but let's move on to the the showcase as a whole um i mean as a whole what do you guys think of it uh, not bad it wasn't i it wasn't the bad. more i think about it the more i'm liking it because it was fine. That's it. I, th- I feel like it's that perfect <laughs> example of it. It was okay. It was, it, it, it was the most Ubisoft yeah. a showcase could be. Because like the games, it's like, yeah, it was. It's not bad. I <laughs> am. It's good. I'm it's just safe. sort of comparing it to the other major publishers, like sort of press conferences like EA's. EA's oh. was garbage. Oh, yeah, yeah. This much better was, than EA's. It was good shit. in comparison. So I enjoyed what they had. I think it was much better than their live ones because their live ones are very meme mm. I, I do miss having Aisha Tyler on the stage and a bunch of dubstep. And they did still have the dubstep playing. No, there so was credit plenty to them. of dubstep. 
Yeah. And the guy who hosted it looked the guy who hosted it looked like um the dude from Binging with Babish. So hell's yeah. Binging with Babish, friend of the show. (laughs) So I mean, I think the best thing about this was they didn't set like the expectations weren't there. We didn't think they were gonna launch like new titles. We sort of knew what they were gonna show. Some sequels to games we we know and to certain degrees love. And unfortunately, the big hit they would have had at the end got leaked, as all Ubisoft stuff does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so the, the main three games we showed, we didn't show, we saw, were Watch Dogs Legion, um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and Far Cry 6. Um, may as well just get straight into them. Actually, sorry, another thing just to touch upon with the showcase itself, it was very streamlined, I found. I, there were a few little breaks between games, not mm. too many. I think it was very, very well paced. Once the presentation proper started, yet Prior to well, that, absolute heap of steaming shit. Let's get into the pre-show <laughs> oh, oh. real quickly. Can, can I? Can we ask Simon about this? Because, Jesse, did you watch the pre-show? I didn't. I don't have time. I've seen that. bits. I've seen bits. But, I mean, pre-shows are always, are always ambling. That's what oh, they are. Okay. So It's it kind of like saying, hey, I went to, the, like, the football or whatever sport you want to put in there for our international listeners. I went to the football, got there early, and I hated the music they were playing over the speakers. Because they're waiting for everyone to rock up. Okay, but then, let me put it th- this way, because I said a similar thing to Keelan earlier in our pre-show, um, <laughs> which was... why did you, rambling. <laughs> why did you say that the presentation was going to be at this time, and then live stream for an hour beforehand of nothing? Essentially. Well, sorry, half an hour was pointless. Half That first half an hour was nothing but fucking Trackmania. I've heard maybe three or four people <laughs> ever mention it in the wild. No one else what, has tra- ever tra- fucking... No one else has ever talked about Trackmania. Ever. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, let's just barrel through some of the games that they announced at the pre-show. We've got Trackmania. We have some gameplay from that. Um, we had the Virtual Paradise feature for Just Dance. Cool. Yeah. We had some Sur- Surgeon Simulator 2. That looks um, amazing. That Curious looks really Expedition good. Expedition 2. We had yeah. some new content for the crew too. A lot of twos in this. Mm. Um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint and uh, yeah. Trials Rising will be getting free new updates. Uh, Trial Rising is getting its longest track ever. Trials is a fan fucking tastic game. And there's another game that caught your eye there, Simon. Oh, yeah. Spirit Fairer. I think that was actually the best thing in the whole presentation. Better than anything else that was showcased. I think. What was it? I didn't see it. Okay, so Spiritfarer, it's basically, uh, it's being made by the same guys that made Jotun and Sundered, two incredibly Ooh. beautiful games. If you haven't played them, highly recommend it. Um, mm. The art direction in this looks incredible. The animation is buttery smooth and it just oozes charm. And uh, to quote the developers, it's a cozy management game about dying. As I said before the show, that is my kind of viewpoint of life. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a catchphrase that's going to you know stick. But um, you're not going to see. It's not going to be in the box art. Is no, it? it's not. <laughs> but um, hey, little Jimmy, you want to play this the game about management and dying? Yay, death! Um, <laughs> so, Yay, escape the sweet void. Um, so essentially, oh, the little, game the game Jimmy. follows um, Stella, who is the newly appointed ferry master to the deceased. And so within uh, in the game, oh, you build yeah. a boat to ferry the recently deceased 
peacefully and safely to the afterlife. And along your journey, you have interactions with them and you get to know them and, you know, you sort of form a connection with them. But you eventually mm. have to say goodbye as they as you reach your destination. Very nice. I was so, just about to ask you about the narrative elements to yeah. that as well. I'm like, I like the whole management. I, mm. I really like that aspect. But if there's also this narrative element, you're building relationships over yeah. the course of your trip. Oh, that sounds really nice. Can I just take that to a completely different place? Because I really like the idea of having the, you know, being the ferryman in, um, on the River Styx. <laughs> now imagine that role, but crossed with Crazy Taxi. So you need to get people from life to death as quickly as possible. It's made by the guys who made um, what was that uh, that rock and roll game that you liked uh, with the last episode? Uh, Brutal Legend. Legend. It was made by the guys who made Brutal Legend. Like a fucking ripping soundtrack on it. It's double fine. Double fine. Hit me up. Okay, you can have that idea. Twenty bucks. With with that idea, could you imagine? Oh, I need to get them from life to death the quickest way possible. Run them over. That's it. Hell yeah. Man, this would be a sick game. A little bit different from Spiritfarer. Honestly, Um, Spiritfarer looks gorgeous, and I'm actually really excited about it. It's coming out on Switch and PC. I don't know about the other consoles, but uh, yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I'm actually going to pick that one up straight away. That is definitely one to Watch Dogs Legion was the next game we saw. Um, (laughs) So Watch Dogs Legion, um, the presentation started off with a short film by Alberta Milago. I'm so sorry, dude. I ruined your name just then. Um, Mm. He worked on Into the Spider-Verse and did some stuff with Love, Death and Robots on Netflix. Um, Definitely shows. It was a quick short about uh, somebody escaping the Albion troops in watchdogs so uh the, just for some context here the new watchdogs is set in uh, england a heavily surveillance england so i guess i guess england now i guess um it's been taken over by a uh, mercenary group called albion and they they have some rough customers so in this trailer we see them chasing after a street artist street artist gets in a cab um drives off to a secret dead sec location um, and I guess the cabbie becomes part of the the dead set group. Also, the cabbie reminds me a lot of Super Hands from Peep Show. For anyone who's watched that, I just couldn't get that out of my head. Um, yeah. But what made it really cool is it was very, very into the Spider Verse. I I mm. think it, it looked like into the Mark Echo Verse because of all the graffiti. Yeah. But there's a lot of text on the screen, a lot of like visual styling and stuff like that. Yeah. Really cool. Yep. Uh, way to set the tone for the show. I, I think it's fucking rad. Fantastically stylized. I couldn't get enough of seeing that. I enjoyed that far more than the actual Watchdogs Hells presentation, yeah. if I'm being honest with you. Uh, can I... Right, in all honesty, I reckon if it wasn't for that short film, I wouldn't have given a shit about Watchdogs Legion. But because of that, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I see I see where what he was aiming for. Yeah, okay, I get it. I'm, I'm picking up on this. We're into that in the moment because I have some similar feelings about Watchdogs 3, and I'm surprised by my lack of enthusiasm for it, but I think there's a reason behind that. Um, I mean, kind of getting to that reason is the first thing we saw in the trailer, my only complaint about the trailer in the game, um, the aesthetic as a whole seems a bit... Eh. Yeah, eh. There's, there's a lot It's a very corporate on. cyberpunk they're going with. It's, yeah. But it's not as gone, sleek and as stylish as like Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going... The way I see it, it was like 
they try to put a Cyberpunk 2077 mod into Saints Row. <laughs> That's how it felt. It just feels, feels kind of cheap and nasty. And it's like, it's like somebody Googled what Cyberpunk was and then went by that definition that they found. It was very by the books. They saw the word punk. It's like, okay, we'll put spikes in everyone. They saw the word cyber. It's like, oh, neon. We're done. Mm. Cool. How cool are we? How edgy are we? I don't know. They've got masks that makes them hackers. Yeah, that's true. Well, that, I mean, that's a fact. Yeah. Every hacker has a mask. Look yeah, at Anonymous, true. friends of the show. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, watch those With- Legion. Like, like Anonymous, they're Legion. I get it. Yeah. That's clever. Um, no, uh. overall, I didn't hate it. Like, I didn't... I was kind of interested in what they were showing. I like the... Um, the differences in like the play styles and stuff with the different types of characters. Well, like, yeah, you can play as you can play as everyone in the in this game, or basically how, everyone in this game. However, I can tell you straight up, there is absolutely going to be an overpowered meta, and you're going to have like three <laughs> variations of the same archetype, and that's it. That's you're all. Gonna you, that's- cannon, you're going to have cannon fodder character. Yep. You're going to have meme characters like the grandma, and then you're going to have your, okay, I need to beat this level characters. Yeah, you're going to have John your- Wick type character. That yeah. dude okay, that who Hitman just murdered everyone. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool. Well, when you the game go- became just Hitman, I'm like, okay, yeah. well, I just want to play Hitman though. But then like the Albion character um, that you can recruit into De- Deadset, I, uh, that's I just like going to be overpowered. Yeah, that's going to be overpowered. Okay. So one of the first characters they show in this trailer is a construction worker who starts clocking people across the head with a wrench. Now, I've read a few people who have played the game, their thoughts, and they, a lot of them played it as the construction worker. And the whole thing they did was, like, they went to a construction site and they were able to use some tools there. So you can use them in more of a stealthy way. Mm. Um, you can also swap between the characters quite easily. Whenever you swap between characters, it zooms... Sorry, it doesn't zoom out, zoom in, but it kind of swaps in the same way that GTA V does. Okay. Mm, um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, and your your other characters will be kind of close to your mission, say that the walk miles, which is cool. That's Thank nice. you. Um, but this construction worker has a construction drone because future, and you can jump yeah. onto construction drone because future and fly over this fence and go into the, the uh, Albion area, a guarded area. This thing is massive. It looks like a fucking Prado on fans. Okay, mm. and you land it, and no one notices it until it lands. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it looks like a small flat in the sky. That is it huge. Is. I could sleep on that. Yeah. Not comfortably, yeah. We could but all I could sleep, sleep on it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It, the thing is massive. And it just lands like, oh, shit, there's somebody over there. Oh, Betty, over there. It, it, was, it was weird. Um, I did like how he had the nail gun, though, instead of like a regular gun. Oh, my gun. God, that I nail that gun was, was very badass. Fun. I thought that looked um, like a good bit the game of fun. Was, the game, and I mean, a lot of the games on show... Um, on showcase were really violent and kind of surprisingly violent at times. There's a part where you're playing as a Hitman character and you grab someone and you put like a machine gun to their face and just half a clip. I only need one. <laughs> I think at that point, even if you ask them to stop, they would. Yeah. Um, but this is this is a thing that I'm curious about because Watch Dogs 2, you can play as a quote-unquote pacifist. 
You don't have to kill anyone. You can just knock them unconscious, which, side note, I think is a much better way to play the game because it's a, m- a lot more fun, a lot more... And it makes more sense mm. because yes. you, you don't want to become the bad guy. No, exactly. And what makes you any better if you just go around killing everyone? Anyway, um, so I'm curious as to how they're going to have that implemented. Uh, it seemed like the, the next character that they showed off, the, 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 the drone. drone master or yeah. whatever the fuck mm-hmm. they called them, um, you know, like a I'd, spider drone and a flying drone. Actually, the flying yeah. drone part looked pretty fun, actually. It, that looked quite um, cool. Now, this brings me on to an issue. We've gone through, you know, we can swap characters whenever we want. How do you become connected to a game like that? I have no connection to DeadSec. I've played one and two. Uh, DeadSec are, are a bit of a joke to me. I don't care for them. Their ideas are pretty stupid most of the time. And the way, at least the way they implement them, are pretty stupid. Um, mm. I'm not going to feel connected in any way to a protagonist. Can I name the protagonist of, of Watch Dogs 1 or 2? No. I know one's sad and I know the other one's kind of like cool in an edgy way. So I, I feel like a little slight connection there. But this one's like, I do I like the grandma? Do I like, you know, the, the woman with the hacking? Do I like the nurse or the doctor or the soldier or fucking taxi I mean, driver I, I guess there's a few questions i'd like to ask first like is there any actual character development or a few mm. of them like key characters like the ones that can't die basically yeah. so then therefore they have some sort of like narrative that they follow but that's like, that, what, that that's like breaks so much of like a bunch of characters can die and there's one who just can't i think i think the way the narrative is likely going to be handled is there will be like the head quote-unquote members of DeadSec, who will be giving out your missions to any of your characters, and they will be the ones to drive the narrative, and they will be the ones that you're supposed to make connection to. Although, I, whilst I agree with your point, Jesse, I would also like to bring up the other point, like on the flip side of that, of representation, because I'm sure there will be a character for someone. There will be someone that, you know regardless of race or gender or orientation or anything like that there will be a character that you can go hey that's almost like me that's and that's cool holy i'm shit, gonna go though, take I down they, albion I hope, I hope they do this right because i mm. think they're about to, we're going to the politics of this game in a moment because i think they're going to do that wrong but i hope they do that yep. part right that's a really really good point but i hope it's like like hey he's the female character he's like the trans character he's the queer character it's like they need to be everyone. Yeah. Everyone and anyone can be anything. Yes, yeah. that's one of my. That's people. how they need to be. I really hope they don't just be like they don't section off people. Mm, yeah, um, agree. And certain groups of people into different minorities and stuff like that. Because that will that will be shit. That will yes. be so trash. There needs to be combinations. Everyone can be yeah. anything and in between. It's it's all malleable but, and like exactly. yeah. For all the guys, like make gals, them people. And if you're going to make people, people, house. make them people. Yeah. And that is my quote of the day. <laughs> if you're going to make people, people, make them people. Um, now, something that I don't think they're going to do with much tact is the politics of the game. Ubisoft has been criticized, rightfully so, in the past for coming out and saying their games aren't political. You know, games like Division that are set in Washington, <laughs> D.C., games yeah. like Far Cry that are set in middle America, who are. Uh, in, in Far Cry 5, at least, they, they hate liberals and stuff like that. These are, all the Far Cry games, I, I guess, um, these are inherently political games. Yes. Especially when your opening video uses the, the um, first they came for dot 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 poem. 
mm. which was about the Nazis' rise to power and how people looked away when it wasn't them. Then they replaced a lot of the terms used in that original poem with things like foreigners and journalists, people who are getting attacked right now in the real world. Yep. You cannot then get back and be like, yeah, it's just a fun game, isn't it? No, you have to fucking say something. You cannot use this as your main narrative plot. It is no longer just a backdrop. Oh. This is your narrative. Jesse. Fucking say something. Come on, Jesse. It's just some excuse to go hacking. That's all it is, man. <laughs> just Come hacking on. and slashing, you know. We're just hacking, man. They mention, like, forced slavery, implied sex slavery at one point. Mm, they have yeah, yeah. deep, like, deep surveillance. They have a brutalistic dictatorship like an authoritarian security firm that's running the place. It's, yeah. It's, it's happening now. It's <laughs> literally what's going on in they certain cannot, parts of the world. Like, it felt so... The juxtaposition between that and the presentation itself, which seemed quite lighthearted, especially with that voiceover. Mm. There were a few jokes, a few parts that were quite funny. Yes. Yeah. But having that, you need to break that up. And I, I really, I hope that in the game, you do something with it because... If you're willing to pick up those tools to use in your game, you need to, you need to know how to use them. You mm. need to know how to use them properly because if you introduce these massive um, societal ills into your game and just do nothing with them but just make fun of them or make them the fun of the game, fuck. That's, yeah. that's, that's what I wanted bad. to talk about. Like there's something tonally wrong with, with this game. Like the, the tone of it is, is just, it's not quite right. I have yeah. a theory about this. I think... So, Watch Dogs 1 came out, and there are a lot of different views on Watch Dogs 1. But it came out promising to be GTA because of its massive delays and stuff like that. It got overpromised, And it came out trying to be a, something a little bit more, for lack of a better term, intellectual. And in doing so, people were mad. And then Watch Dogs 2, they tried to, they tried to correct and probably overcorrect it. And they went down a really weird path, which has led them to number three. So the gameplay has become more fun, a lot more, uh, quote-unquote, bo- uh, Borderlands. But the mm-hmm. initial idea for the game, which was quite serious, has stayed the same. And now there is this massive disconnect between gameplay and narrative that is really pushing me away because I, I can't disconnect the two. I've really got to say it It manifests itself for me when I look at it. It manifests itself perfectly in the way that they laid out that trailer and the soundtrack that they had to it. You've got these really heavy themes and then you've got this crazy dubstep going off in the background, yeah. you know, like all bombastic <laughs> yeah. and crazy. They're showing you the big splashy moments from the game that are meant to you know, sell it to you. Grandma and hits him with the handbag, you know. Right. And like, I've, we've seen the real bombastic stuff from this, these trailers anyway. I mean, Watch Dogs was meant to come in in February. So we've seen, if anything, too much of this game already. Uh, this is a good chance to maybe have a more serious trailer and tone it down and be like, okay, why do we care about this world? Like, what is happening here? What are the ills of this world that need to be corrected to such an extent that a group like DeadSec would take action? Mm. Because you you can't just say like, okay, there was um, anger in the streets, Albion, the, the corporations come along to stop it. Okay, is there more? Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's really uh, curious. It, it, because the way you I summed up with Keelan before, sorry, is it feels like a full game version of the life hacker mission from GTA Five, <laughs> oh, yeah. which dealt with which dealt with surveillance and stuff like that. It dealt yes. with some serious stuff, 
but it became a joke. You, you blow the guy's head up. Okay, that's, yeah. uh, that's funny. I'm, I'm sure there would be bigger repercussions if you did that on the TV, but whatever. Definitely. Fine. Yeah. Sure. But that was fine because it was self-contained. It was quite a small mission. Mm. This is a whole game. Mm. Yeah. So. There's this one thing that you, you sort of mentioned there that got me kind of thinking a little bit. You know, you asked a question about how do you, you know, form a connection to these characters. So instead of, you know, if you can play every single character in the game, instead of making connections with characters, why not build DeadSec as the thing that you form a connection with? That could oh, be they're good. Gonna have, they're going to have to take their fucking mask off. If I'm going to form any connection to them, they have to stop looking like some sort of neon orgy. <laughs> it looks off. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean DeadSec sure as an entity. They anyway. look like a band that would be the uh, opening band for a band that would open for Daft Punk. The opening but band like, for the opening band, band of Daft Punk. Of Daft Punk, but Daft Punk in like 40 years when they were shitty. <laughs> it was a bit um, of a reach. It was a bit of a reach. Yeah, a little bit, but I'll give you that no, one. I'll just stand by it. Just to make you feel a bit ooh, better. Ooh, one thing yeah. I wanted to, to bring up. I saw. Um, I wasn't too interested in sort of like the gameplay and the combat in um, Watch Dogs Two, Watch Dogs Legion. Sorry, but there were at least two characters in there who did wrestling moves: a German suplex and a standing moonsault. Why? <laughs> I don't know. My entire team in that game is going to consist of people who can only perform wrestling moves. Oh my That's god! That's how I will finish the game. That's it. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> But well, I mean, like, like there was. I will be on the ultimate heel. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move along. Vince McMahon gonna... is like rubbing his hands, like, oh yeah. Okay, now if, if you could give me a game where you beat the shit out of Vince, Vince McMahon, for one, it would be impossible to win. Two, I'd play it just to try. Because I mean, nothing's is... stopping you from just walking up to him and like fighting him in real life. Okay, Vince McMahon, if you're listening to it, once, um. The pandemic's done, or at least the lockdown's done. I'll fire. That dude is ripped. Yeah, How that dude. He? The crap How out of he? you. He's he, in his seventies, and like... it's and it beat you down. Oh, he would rip me in two, and then wear me as a coat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but like, you can at least on. try and fight him. So I'll fire. Bring it. <laughs> hey, if he listens to the show. He doesn't. So, All right, you know, should we, should we start with GoFundMe? Send Jesse no, to WWE. Don't do that. Don't. No, help me. <laughs> All right, next up, we had um, Brawlhalla is coming to iOS and Android. Brawlhalla is really fun. I've played on the PlayStation a few times. Then we had Tom Clancy Elite Squad coming out August 27th from Ooh, um, Mobile. Yeah. Um, mobile game, cool. It looks like Fortnite-esque graphics. It's a hero shooter, and there's the massive tease of having Sam Fisher in it. Look, it looks whatever. It's not for me, yeah. but sure, if you want to play it, go nuts. Mm. I had no idea uh, that Ubisoft had such a big like mobile presence, so yeah. that's kind I mean, of a surprise. Yeah, yeah, got it. I think it's where some of their franchises go to die. Um, and then we had what Rainbow Six that? Siege. We had a montage for Rainbow Six Siege. Um, I still want to try this out, mainly because I saw in there. I don't know if either of you guys watch it. There was a money heist event like last year. Money Heist is a, um, I can't remember what it's called. It's an international, it's a Spanish show. It's, a, it's fucking amazing. Um, and there was a big, like, pack for it. I think it's really exciting. So I may get into that. Um, and then we had one of the kind of surprises for the show, because it's a game I've heard about in the last few weeks. I knew it was out to an extent. Um, the beta has just opened on PC for a Hyperscape. I'm downloading it as we speak, because this looks fucking sick. Now, it is coming out on console down the track. 
Hyperscape is Ubisoft's take at a battle royale. And yes, I know. Oh, battle royale. Oh, we've had a thousand of them. This looks good. And this has some really important differences in it. First of all, it looks like to be more narrative based than any other battle royale I've seen before. Mm. You could mm. argue like Apex has a bit of a narrative because it has the links to Titanfall 2 and stuff. Uh, cool. True. Now, I'm not saying mm. it has a good narrative here. Um, the whole the story is Prisma, a company, makes a VR headset um, in the year 20 fucking 400. Who gives a shit? Um, and things go all ready player one. Oh, no. Um in this virtual world, people can compete in a competition called Crown Rush um, and they can move their way up society, becoming like sports stars, I guess. But then people start going missing. Simon, they yeah. start getting hurt. They start getting hurt, buddy. Uh, Who gives a shit about all that? The gameplay looks fucking sick. It looks fast as hell. It has those hero elements where you have your abilities and your different guns. Um, from what I'm hearing from people who have played it already, it is much more team-focused than you would expect because you can... To upgrade your weapons and your abilities, you find duplicates of them. So if you have a certain shotgun and you find that certain shotgun again, you get level two of that shotgun. Quite an elegant system. So it helps if you're playing as a team to kind of know the guns that your your buddies have. So you can call them out. Hey, Simon, you want the sniper? Tia, come grab it. You have a level three sniper now. You can do different stuff. Keelan, you have this ability. Come grab this. Your abilities are better. Cool. You have more chance of winning. And I think the coolest part of this is that Twitch viewers can vote on changing the game. That is fascinating. This is mm. fascinating. Obviously, I it'll think- only be on for, at some time. I don't think it's going to be on all the time. Um, yeah, Twitch viewers can have little things like they can um, lower gravity or introduce a triple jump. It's very Hunger Games. You know how Hunger Games like, yeah. oh, we like that yeah. com- competitor. So let's give them like, you know, like a Milky Bar or something like that. That whole bat was broken in the movie. <laughs> That's cool. I li- I really like this. My my overall thoughts on it. Um, yes, like that social side of it, having the Twitch integration, I think is a brilliant idea, especially for games like battle royales, which are streamed so heavily. Um, I think I think that's fascinating. Um, I think it, that will be really fun and that will keep things sort of interesting. And that way you don't get, you know, like certain metas where it's like, oh, no, you only pick three people. Um, or you only pick, you know, these two. And, oh, you want that gun and you want that ability and that's it, nothing else. I think that will help mix that up. Oh, yeah. Um, however, I don't know if it's going to do enough to stand out from the already crowded Battle Royale genre. Mm. I hope it does because... Artistically speaking, I think this looks really good fun. This looks yeah. like someone's gone, hey, let's just do something that's really fun. And they put a lot of effort into it. And I, I like that. I like what I see. But I just don't know if it's going to be enough. Well, I'm, mm. like I said, I'm downloading it now. So maybe next week I can give some further thoughts on this game. Because mm. everything I'm hearing, and I'm hearing from a lot of people. We're not hearing. They're not telling me. I'm just seeing what they're saying on Twitter. It's the same thing. <laughs> Twitter people are my friends. God damn it. Um, they're saying that this feels different from all the battle royales this feels really really fresh and i think the main difference is the speed of it because it looked fucking fast like um in the trailer you see the character enter the room and just nail like six people and just move on that's ridiculous so it'll be interesting to see how many bullets you can take in the game Mm. because i i also really hope you can play with the controller or i'm gonna be garbage i don't want to be garbage come on guys i need this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, whatever. I didn't even have a good fucking segue to the next part. 
Ah, I don't need one. Phil Spencer came up next, and he's he's Milky tired. Spencer. Milky Spencer is very sleepy. He was blinking. He was sleepy. Um, mm. He came out and announced that, really that smart delivery for uh, Watch Dogs Legion, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I believe Far Cry Six. He didn't mention it here. I think that was announced in the, in the after show. Far Cry Six will um, utilize smart delivery. So if you buy these games for the Xbox uh, One X or the Xbox One. You will also get on Xbox Series X. Oh my god, they need to name these things differently. Yeah. Fucking hell. It's so <laughs> confusing. Um, but that's I mean, that's cool. It's predictable. It's been sort of announced. Like we, we it's, yeah, it's been sort of loosely I, confirmed. I think anyway. it's really cool. I think it's a really, really cool thing for consumers. Yep. Go nuts. Um very consumer friendly. And very, I'm here for it. I mean, very interesting though, because I mean, so our next game we're gonna go through Assassin's Creed Valhalla comes out November 17th, two days before Cyberpunk. Which makes you think, <laughs> yes, Oof. this game, the, the new consoles will come around this time, at least the Xbox. So I'm wondering, like, will will anyone want to get on the other Xbox? I don't know. I guess not everyone's going to get the console at launch. Eh, there you go. Answer my yeah, question. Yeah. Next game up, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <sighs> uh, Look, I'm, I'm so weirded out by this. I thought I'd be pumped for this game. I adore Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is one of the best games I've played in the last 10 years. Mm. Um, wow. it is a phenomenal game that ha- I mean it has its flaws but what it tries to do it has so much ambition that I can forgive a few of its flaws it's, I mean it's major flaw is it's too much cut it down yeah, I mean all the stuff you're giving me is great but I need less I need less you know um, it was really telling Jesse that when you said the name Assassin's Creed Valhalla we all all three of us just sighed at the same time. But th- th- this is a very Ubisoft <sighs> problem of it doesn't necessarily look bad. I'm just not pumped for it. Um, okay, graphically, though, this looks like an early cut because it looked really yeah. muddy. Yeah. Let's, really, let's, be really very, muddy. let's be very clear here. I think they were very clear when they presented this as well. This is early gameplay footage. So mm. a lot yeah. of There's this is lot looking very rough. Fixed. A lot of pop-in textures. Um, the facial animations... Oh man! I don't, it yeah, kind of they haven't rough. started doing them yet, so they should probably get a you know get a move on with that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. I. You. We said in the pre-show, Jesse. You, you said, "Oh, no game sort of really fell flat." And I said, and I stand by this statement: the closest to falling flat was oh, yeah, no, I, by far Assassin's Creed. I agree with that. I think this is the, the flattest game in the show. I don't think it fell flat though. I don't think this is like a... Overall, uh, no, it didn't. I think there was definitely some rough moments. Um, there were some moments which, like, the the narrative of story and the background that they were giving us for their reasoning behind choosing Vikings and stuff like that, I thought that was really interesting. I liked that part of the presentation. Um, I, I thought that was good. I I liked some of what I saw. So just getting to that story, so the whole thing is, like, the Vikings leave Norway because, I don't know, taxes um and they come to england to set up <laughs> set up home cool you play as um avor avor um, you can be male or female which i think is really cool and apparently the male female swap you can do every time you enter back into the animus you can swap between the uh, male and female characters anytime well anytime oh. you go back in the animus which I really is love that. part of the narrative because it's a mystery as to who avor exactly is that's quite that's what cool. i've heard and if that's the case Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm into yeah, that. Yeah, I'm that's that. cool. That. Um, 
So you leave Norway, you go to England for its, its land and its resources, and then you got to watch out for, you know, Saxons and other jerks. Now, an important thing to mention here, because there's a bit of a weird thing that they do, they always refer to it as the Viking invasion. In history, it is always called the Viking invasion, but they make mm-hmm. a point to sort of reposition Vikings as, hey, they're good people. They weren't all murderers. They were good people looking to get land, looking to set up families and stuff like that. There weren't resources in their native land, so they yeah. had to Unless travel. you wanted snow. Mm, exactly. You can't or trace rocks. snow. Or rocks. Can't eat yellow rocks snow either. Can't eat yellow snow. But you can bury fish. That's something I don't understand. Like the whole like, oh, you know, oh, okay, it's, uh, welcome to Norway, cooking in Norway. Today I'm going to bury a fish. Come back in three years and we're going to dig it up and eat it. I've seen cooking shows where they do that. They bury food and they wait for it to come like a soup or a jelly and they eat it. That's wild. That is wild. That's why they moved to England. I believe it's kimchi as well. Like in traditional Norway fare. Yes. Kimchi. Yes. (laughs) No, no, no. But I'm I'm saying like other cultures that do it. I'm trying to remember what the actual. Kimchi is not buried. It's pickled. I thought it was buried and therefore pickled. Does buried no, pickle things? No, I've I never eaten a pickle. So. Fun fact. You need, so. to, you need to eat pickles, Jesse. Uh, anyway, anyway, let's move on to, from that. What are they? <laughs> Get out of the water. Um, so, <laughs> where, the, where the fuck did that just go? <laughs> that was bizarre. Um, yeah, so you, it, it tries to refocus you as being, hey, they're not that bad, but then you can do raids, which is taking a group of Vikings to a village and just plundering it and setting it on fire and killing everyone. It's like, are we the baddies here? To quote yeah. Pete Show again? Yeah, yes. we are. Definitely. It feels a bit weird. And you know what? That could be a really interesting twist if you turn out you're the bad guys. Because in the whole trailer, it's like, oh, defeat the Saxon horde, the Saxon army. It's like, why? I came here. I don't know, Jesse. If I think like one of the primary activities that you do in this game is called raiding, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, the interesting thing is, so in the in the trailer, you see um, a female Eivor in a, a longboat. The boats, uh, I love the boats in Assassin's Creed mm. so much, to go to do a raid. And she says, "For the good of our clan, it's time we go a Viking." Now, can <laughs> Viking be used in that way? Whoa. Like, were there parts of like? Other cultures like, all right, time to go with samuraiing. Like, is that how it was used? <laughs> but yeah, I noticed that as well, and I was like, huh? It was bizarre. Um, so the whole point of the game, I guess, is to expand your your land or your, your assault or your invasion, whatever you want to call it, on on um on England. So you can make allies. You have a very uh, uh, Dragon Age sort of map that updates as you have more allies um, mm. commit to your cause. You can assault enemy bases in these massive um, battles that happen at Saxon fortresses, um, normally towards the end of story missions. You have the normal Assassin's Creed supernatural wank. We've seen the Nordic supernatural stuff with God of War, so I saw this and I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, Odin, yeah, great. I'm down. Awesome, awesome I like dude. that stuff. I, I like it, but I'm like, okay, I've seen one of the greatest games ever made do this, so just, just cut it. It, it, it's fine like you did it well done we'll put it up in the fridge it, you tried it's fine it's not part of it's the main part of the game but i have no interest in doing this again because i've seen it done perfectly i, I like this god I'm of gonna, witcher 3 valhalla that's what this game is damn yeah. um well the thing that's got you really excited killing is the base building and this is oh, I, I, i'm tickled pink over this um 
as you pick up more and more um, resources and stuff for your your cause, you can use it to upgrade your your town. I am so keen for this. I don't know what it is, but whenever there's like some kind of like section where it says upgrade your base, build your settlement, something like that, immediately something clicks in my brain and I want it. I don't understand what it's going to be like. I don't have any details about it. I just know I like it. As long as we can all do our own thing. I don't want to be in a situation where it's like, oh, you're an upgrade too. Like, kind of like um, Red Dead. It's like, yeah. you upgrade your thing. Like, okay, can I get like something else? I don't... Okay, you, you have, have another mirror that I can shave at. Fucking A, cool. I wouldn't have spent my money on that. Yeah, the camp building was pretty fantastic. Uh, like, I, I'm just interested to see like what it means as far as like how customizable it is. I hope it's not going to be another Fallout 4 situation, but, you know, mm. who knows... What we're well, gonna I, mean, I, I wonder if it'll, how much it'll actually affect your gameplay. Like, can you be like, oh, we yeah. have more, like, we aim toward more assault. Or can you actually put up defenses and stuff like that? That would be pretty cool. Because um, I, I, I do feel like it will affect your... Because you have your raiding party that's with you yeah, that's, almost all the time. I feel like that's it's going to affect That's what I was thinking. That. Like, oh, are they with you all the time? A lot that's of the time. Not all the time, cool, but a lot of I the guess. time. Well, that brings into our next part, and probably the coolest thing about this game is uh, the, the combat. Combat in Assassin's Creed ha- has gotten a lot better since Origins. They, they took that year off and they came back and the big thing they fixed, well, for me at least, was the combat. You can dual wield any weapon. That includes shields. You can have two motherfucking shields. You're like the Hulkbuster just going through and knocking motherfuckers down. That is rad. And I'm really interested... Oh. Oh, Simon's got a controversial coming opinion. Up. Double, double shield. Controversial double opinion shield. coming in. Um, overall, yes. Look, I think it looks that looks very fun, and I think the double shields is very cool. But I have a feeling it's going to end up being rather gimmicky. And again, there's going to be a meta. There's going to be like, oh, this is clearly the best weapon, and this is clearly the best offhand weapon. Damn. I guess and I mean, you just- that happens with a lot of games. I mean, that happens with all games, really. There's gonna, always going to be one weapon that's going to be better. Um. I think we can only judge on what it is now. Now, Simon, th- okay, tell me something. Those mm. old, those old Viking shields—they're cool, right? Yeah, they're pretty cool. Those big Viking, big thick wooden Viking shields—they're cool. Yeah, cool. Mm. Yeah. What's cooler than being cool? Two shields, okay? <laughs> Fuck you. Cold. This is rad. <laughs> this is sick. No, as I, I, said, I think it looks very fun. Absolutely. But could I'm- you imagine being like some? dickhead saxon or whatever whatever <laughs> century this was being like oh how did your dad die oh shield what <laughs> this land is full of knives and swords and axes and maces yeah and his face got smashed in by a shield things. just bonk, and he bonk, got bonk. hit killed by a shield what a fucking loser imagine you'd be picked on at, at school so much if your dad got killed by a shield <laughs> so one of the things that they did mention the developers um in the section after the initial presentation they spoke about the weapons that you get in uh, Valhalla as opposed to uh, Odyssey. In Odyssey, you got a lot of stuff all the time, constantly. There was so too much, much gear, way too much. Um, there's going to be less weapons, but they're more upgradable. Cool. So you can take Ooh, those weapons, they can yeah, be your weapons, and you move on with those throughout all the levels throughout the I like game. that. I like that a lot. Um, and you're going to need them because... Another complaint a lot of people had about Odyssey were the enemy types. There was quite a limited amount of types you had. Basically, your light enemies, medium enemies, heavy enemies, and then your like your boss enemies. And the bosses were pretty cool. Um, this one has, I think, it has like the same sort of four tier: light, medium, heavy, boss. 
but there are six different classes. I believe it was six different like factions. factions. And they all fight a little bit differently. Mm. Um, the big guys can throw other people at you. Imagine That's, being thrown yeah. a body through you. Imagine being killed. <laughs> Going back to the point. Killed by a corpse being thrown at you, and that corpse was killed with a shield. <laughs> <laughs> and then you then you're you're in that spirit fairy game, and the guy's like. How'd you get here? It's like, oh, don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I'd rather not talk. <laughs> garbage, man. Um, also, just come on some weird tangent here about bagging the shit out of it, how you could die back in the Middle Ages. Um, those guys with the big flags on, th- on the end of a pole and they use it as a weapon. Mm. What are you doing, you clown? You absolute clown. You're going to kill me with a flag? You can kill me with a flag, okay? You can crush my head with a flag, sir. But I guarantee you, you'll be the one who dies, at least spiritually. It's a flag. What are you doing? Get a sword. Get an axe. Get a mace. Get a... Get a... If you're that big enough to hold this big flag all the time, get a hammer. Squish people with your hammer. That's cool. You're hitting me with a bit of cloth on a stick. Jesse... Like I said in the pre-show when we already yeah. had this argument, what if there's a sword or a spike on top of the flag, huh? Yeah. Then just have that. Just take it off and use that. Why not do both? I'd only kill by some black adder motherfucker with a flag <laughs> on the end of a stick <laughs> bopping me across the head. Well, look, I'm just... I, 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 I actually agree with Kiel's here. Like, you've... Look, it's already there. Oh, well, I'm already carrying this flag. Fuck it. Top spit pointy. Okay. Think Stab of a motherfucker. Okay. It's, it's oh, like look, a bayonet yeah. on a no, gun, yeah. you got a, you got a fair point Same there. You got a fair point there. Say in the war, in a war now, okay? I'm, I don't want to be in a war. I'm very weak in every way. <laughs> but imagine that, like, oh, you have a gun. Soft, Why did you man. stick the gun at the end of that Vuvuzela? It's like, just use the gun. It's like, no, but it's at the end of a stick. <laughs> it's at the end of this horn. I can blow it. And then shoot the guy. Just take the gun off. So if you're putting a spike at the end of your fucking flag, take your spike off, just use that as a poker. No, but you'd also end up needing to have a spike on the flag one way Imagine or the other. trying to be stealthy with that to, thing. When you're trying you to see like, a bush with a fucking pole coming out of it and a fucking green flag at the top. It's like, hmm, I wonder if there's somebody following me. Oh yeah, it is. It's Frank. Frank the pole bo- the pole guy. Okay, pole arms are underrated. Okay, what you do? You can pole vault. You can pole vault like some animal crossing... <laughs> Could you imagine that? You just over. <laughs> That'd be fun. Well, actually, that does, I, know, I that... saw it so many times in this game. I got so mad at. It, I don't know why. Although, actually, that does bring up a point. One thing that I really liked, I think, design-wise, um, when they were like doing a siege on that fort, and um, yeah, the, like the character was grabbing onto the ladder as her mates threw the ladder up against the wall, and she like ran up it. I thought that was very cool. uh, running a Lord of the Rings. It made me like think that. exactly I'm of Lord of the Rings. Well, I think Battle of Hell's Deep is amazing. And it's like the best thing ever come into cinema. Yeah. You can and slide downstairs you know with two shields now. A lot of the orcs have big flags and sticks in that scene. And they you know what happened to the orcs in that scene? They fucking lost. Um, now, I think there are going to be a lot more of these big battle scenes um, purely because of the camera angle. I don't know if you guys noticed, the camera's further back. Mm. I, I love the Assassin's Creed game, and this is the further back, furthest back I've seen the camera. I don't think it's just going to be a setting thing. I think it's going to be the default because of how large scale the battles are going to be. Especially from the cinematic, um, judging from the cinematic trailer we saw um, a few months ago, back when they said it was gameplay, it was like, no, no, it wasn't. Um, yeah. yeah, it I'll was cool to that. see a lot of game, gameplay. I'll believe it when I see it, Jesse. 
yeah, I don't true. see any hints of it really, other than the the battles that they've already shown those big raids on fortresses. Um, speaking of a lack of gameplay, though, from the last one, they did learn a lesson. After the show, there was an extra half an hour of um, Valhalla gameplay. Cooling it. Yeah, gameplay. It was it was stuff we've seen. It, mm. it didn't show me anything new. It was like, okay, you got boss fights. There are wolves. Okay, the wolves in the game are are huge they're mm. big big dogs um i think calling, but there was nothing new calling it gameplay <laughs> is also a bit of a stretch um as i mentioned well, to the extra half an hour yeah i think that's a stretch to call it actual gameplay um and to explain why i'm saying this uh because it was all scripted so it's sort of preset pre pre-scripted scenes that are designed to gameplay. play out barely like in the loosest sense possible yes because you have your UI and you see how it will actually play out. But as it stands, it's currently just a pre-scripted scene. It's no different from an actual fucking cutscene, essentially. Because of the fact that it is pre-scripted. And but yes, you're doing like, things that you, you're going to be able to do within the game. I think like a cutscene's like well, you're doing actions that you cannot do within the game. No, and, but that's what I'm saying. Like in the loosest sense possible, yes, it is technically gameplay. Like they did show off what the gameplay will be like, but they didn't show off actual legitimate real-time gameplay. And it annoyed me because it was cutting as well. Like it was just like, oh yeah, cool. Look, here's the opening scene we saw five seconds ago. And now oh, we cut to a battle and then we cut to another battle and we cut to a, that. Come I think on. it was just to keep keep out the bullshit. Because I think the, 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 the flip side of that would have been like it goes for an hour and half of it was filler because you're walking with Well, they locations. did that in the pre-show. Like they were more than happy to do that in the fucking pre-show with goddamn whatever the and fuck. That, exactly. It was. And all you've done is complain about it. Well, <laughs> and they have fixed it. But the difference is no one's ever given a shit about Trackmania. People do give a shit about Assassin's Creed. Your time would have been better invested in Assassin's poor, Creed than it would have been Trackmania. Trackmania. There was some guy who made Trackmania. He's listening. He's like, oh, look, I'm sure he put rough. in. I'm sure him and his team put in a lot of effort and hard work into Trackmania. Absolutely, cool, oh, good job, Tommy Trackmania. Tommy Trackmania. I don't know. I, I think I think <laughs> saying that that isn't gameplay is a bit of a far cry. Six. Oh my segways! Oh, good I will give you that. <laughs> okay, Far Cry Six. This is the the. <laughs> It was really weird. I always complained, like, hey, this isn't showing any gameplay. This isn't showing any gameplay. Yet Far Cry 6 showed no gameplay and it has me so crazy hyped for this game. I'm a massive Far Cry fanboy. Far Cry is one of my favorite franchises ever. And then you bring in one of the greatest actors currently working at the moment, Giancarlo Esposito. Gus, known as Gus Fring, and he's also a Mandalorian, but I forget his character's name. He plays the villain in this game, Anto- Anton Castillo. Um, oh. Oh my god. Now this is leaked a few days ago. If this came out like this morning when I watched it, I would be in hospital right now. <laughs> this knocked this would have knocked me on my ass. I was so pumped. So it's a, the trailer is it more sets the tone of what the game will be. It introduces mm-hmm. us to um Anton um and Antos Anton's son um named Diego Baby Voss, who knows? Voss number three, that's the rumor going around. Um, and we're going to get introduced to the, the world that they, they inhabit, the island. I can't remember the island's called, uh, but it's based loosely on Cuba. You play as a, uh, a gorilla fighter named Danny Ross. You can play as male or female, which is cool. All right, cool. Like, that's really all they gave us a Far Cry. We, we know what the Far Cry games are going to be. Mm. But the acting in this cutscene was so good. You have um, Anton. 
explaining sort of the political climate and where the presidential family is within the world um, and how they need to have total control. And Giancarlo's performance is just, oh my God, it gave me chills. I love it. He's so well captured in this game. Mm. He had a very angry father feel about him. Yeah. Not only vocally, but his movements. It, it's going to sound ridiculous, but if I... The part where he sits down next to his son, his son making like a little model car, it's a pretty, he's doing a pretty good job of it. Like, mm, good yeah. work. Um, and the dad comes along and says, eh, no, don't worry about this car, have a grenade instead. Um, <laughs> and he stands up. And the way he stands up is so prim and proper, but very dominant, that even if I didn't know it was him playing him, I, I would have guessed it. Yeah. Because I've seen he moves the way that Gus Fring does, totally in control of the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, this trailer didn't give much away. It was just all hype, and it worked on me. Yeah, as someone who's played, I think I overall have spent one and a half hours playing a Far Cry game. This has made me super fucking excited for it. Which one? Five. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, no. Far Cry 3, sir. Yeah, number three. I know. Far Cry, it, look, Far Cry 3 is one of those games that I always look at and I'm like, yeah, I should play that. It's very good. And I just don't, you know? Like, everyone's got a couple of games like that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I've got a fair few. Um, yeah. Something I really Skeletons liked about this closet. game, and this has been brought up a lot. I'm, I'm really glad that multiple people are bringing this up so I don't feel crazy. The color scheme is really nice. They're really deep rich red well yeah. they were showing that off like that was it's half so the point vibrant of the- and 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 uh evocative they were showing it's- that off in the fucking opening trailer i feel like i feel like that was the point they were like yeah look at how well, red everything is yeah it's a real like spicy red yeah it's it, it, really it, it would taste good it's it it looks awesome. I think it sets the tone so perfectly. If this island is called Yara, if it is based Yara, off of Cuba, yeah, yes. then then that color, that everything there, it just it captures the the political nature of of the island as well perfectly. It's fiery, for some but there's full of heart and there's just a depth to it. There, yeah, I don't know why, right. every, but I, I'm so glad that everyone's been caught on this color. It's like it's so nice. Mm, um, really now, I think well the color is, is is off a uh, gas. So you see a bunch of like visuals, I guess, um, from the game. One of them looks at first to be a flamethrower. Now we know that there's going to be a flamethrower in the game, at least. I mean, we know very little about this game at the moment. There will be a flamethrower because we've seen it in the uh, pre-order bonus packs that have already been announced. Um, but it looks like it's pouring gas out, not fire. And then we see these two planes fly over with gas coming out the back. That could just be a completely visual choice just to show stuff off and maybe have transitions between shots. Cool. But could we have like a gas, hallucinogenic gas situation like we did in Far Cry 5? Mm. I hope not, but maybe. Um, also, that scene though, that bit with the, the flame though, that looked like it was shooting at gas. If it is fire, it looks like he's in a bunch of weed plants and yeah. hearkening back to the best mission in Far Cry 3. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Far Cry 3, there is a very strong rumor that has a, a, a reasonable amount of evidence um, that uh, Diego, El Presidente's son, is indeed Vass from Far Cry 3. Um, the actor who plays Vass, I've blanked on his name, but he plays Nacho in Better Call Saul. Brilliant actor. Michael who, Mando, yeah. I think. Yes. 
he has hinted that he's not done with the character. So I think it would be fascinating Ooh. if at the end of this game, oh, you God. sort of um, lead him into that life thinking that you're doing the right thing. I think that could be really cool. Injected into my veins, February 18th, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, but we're going to get more and more about this game um, maybe at the next showcase. This is the first of what will be at least two showcases. Yeah. Um, and I want to get some of your predictions for the next showcase before I wrap up. Because there are a lot of games that we didn't see. Um, Beyond Good and Evil, a Splinter Cell game, Skull and Bones, Gods and Monsters, which comes out kind of soon. Rainbow Six Quarantine, they're going to have to rename that. A full new Just Dance game. How the fuck do you show that off via via Zoom? Um, A new Rayman game, Prince of Persia, that series is dead probably. And for the love of everything holy and unholy, I need a new battle kingdom game in my life <laughs> if i have to be held up if i have to basically skip 2020 as a year because we've been locked up okay sure it'll be worth it if i get a sequel to that game because mario rabbit's battle kingdom is phenomenal i want to see yeah it is good it is there for a moment very fucking good. Yeah, very, you very, did. Very good. I did. Now, I think the next show is going to focus a lot more on next gen because everything we saw yeah. here was was current gen or cross gen at least. Cross gen. So that's what got me thinking. Um, we're going to get beyond good and evil in the next mm. one, and to be closer to the release date of the uh, sorry, the close yeah closer to the actual release date of the new console. So I think that'll be my next one. Um, do, do people still really focus. care a lot about beyond good and evil too? Hundred percent. Because yeah. the the promise of that game, they haven't... See, that's a, the interesting thing about this game. They've promised a lot and then they, they've stopped. They said, this is what's going to be. And then said, okay, you're done. Mm. They haven't kept mm. feeding us things, which has made me more and more intrigued. Because okay. what I've seen looked stupid good. There's a, a YouTube video where they're talking about the scale of the game. Um, and it just shows like how how big this universe they're creating is, but how rich it is. Like, it's, it's full. Like, you can go everywhere. It could only really be done on next-gen hardware, so yeah, it yeah. makes sense they're going to wait. But what um, are some of the games that you hope or think or will be at the next showcase? I would... Uh, go on, Kills. <laughs> oh, sorry. I only have one thing that i got to say. Please bring out a new Splinter Cell game, an actual Splinter Cell game. Stop throwing away one of your most valuable franchises, Ubisoft. Just do it. Um, are you not going to play Tom Clancy's Elite Squad? Probably. He's in there. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Fuck yeah. No more games. No more games in the future, baby. Um, yeah, no, they have to do a new Splinter Cell game. A new Splinter Cell game on next-gen hardware. Woo! That'd be fun. That look gorgeous. I think stealth game is going to be really cool mm. next-gen. With, with ray trace audio. reflections. 3D oh, audio. Yeah. You just think about that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd like, be good. You know how you play um, stealth games now? It's like, okay, it's raining and it's at nighttime. It looks cool. Mm. That next gen, like, oh, oh. Hell yeah, yeah, that's going to be good. That's going to be really good. Uh, so my, what do you think is going to come? What my, do you hope comes, at least? Yeah, my hope is uh, Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia. Because do you guys think that franchise is dead because of Assassin's Creed? Um, I don't think it's because of Assassin's Creed, but yes, I think it is dead. It almost that's became why I want Assassin's Creed, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think Assassin's Creed... Oh, Assassin's Creed. I'm sucking my head down. <laughs> Prince of Persia would be really cool. Prince of well, Persia is a very, um, very, very good franchise that yeah, went just, in a really weird direction. 
I think after Sands of Time, that was that was it. It was done. It went. It went full Shadow the Hedgehog. It did, didn't oh, it? Oh yeah, it did. I need that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think well, Sands of Time was considered like the last sort of good one, and then that's about it. Speaking of Shadow the Hedgehog, it's time we put this episode at the back and put a bullet in it. Uh, <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog. I'm not saying that I'm going to kill Shadow the Hedgehog. I'm going to say he's going to kill me. Yeah, probably. Um, With a big flag on a pole. Is that kind of he, Shadow the Hedgehog and Vince McMahon need to fight each other first. Before I started they a lot fight of fights. You. This is one of the episodes yeah. I've, come into, I've come into it too feisty, and I started a lot of battles that I can't win. If I go back in time, I'm going to be killed by a Saxon with a flag. And if I go forward in time to when I can leave the house, Vince McMahon's going to be outside the house, outside, going to hit me with a ladder. Yeah, probably. That he's going to hit you with a briefcase full of money. Ooh. Well, whatever. I'll die. I, I'll die as I lived. Being bleeding hit. on the ground. Oh, okay. Now, we are on Spotify. <laughs> and I actually want to listen to more of this fucking garbage fire. <laughs> uh, subscribe and leave us a review. You can check out Fan Critical Podcast on all good podcast services. We also just did a massive two hour long. Well, I did. Me, Josh, and Len from Fan Critical got together. We did a two-hour-long spoiler cast on The Last of Us Part 2. If you finished the game, I highly recommend going check that one out because we went real deep into a fascinating game. Love it or hate it. Um, I think it's worth a listen. You can contact us at storymodevideogamepodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook at Story Mode Gaming Oz. Ooh, why did they change the name? Ooh, ooh what's ooh. happening? You'll find it soon. Um, and Twitter at Story Mode Pod. Uh, you can also check out Fan Critical on Patreon to get access to a bunch of extra shows and access to the Discord server run by Simon Evans. You guys Hey-o. can jump in there and talk about your favorite and least favorite medieval weaponry. My favorite one is the Morning Star. Not really. Why am I not Shit. surprised? Wow. I don't know. I just I don't know why that was the first thing that came to head. No, I think Ooh. the sword was the best because it's mean, like you are... can you can hit people with it and you can also poke them. Yeah, so it's uh, not like, many weapons have that dual, that dual that logic. Yeah, yeah. You also crack a beer with it. So, so it's, uh, I think, are just sort of universally appreciated for what they are, which is you know, good at doing being, the killing, being swords. Yeah, being, yeah, they do the thing. Yeah, they do um, the thing. Join us on our next episode. Where we'll be ranking the medieval weaponry. <laughs> we weren't <crossed. laughs> Based we, off of- we, we we rank all the video game weapons. Oh hell yeah! I'm down for that. Oh no, First, that's best one. Be such a clusterfuck. Witcher. <laughs> <Anything>. <laughs> Wait, silver or steel? No, nah, just uh, just uh, the wooden one. Start with your training. <laughs> best weapon. Because without ever. that, you wouldn't have trained, and you wouldn't be able to use the other two. All right, not Fair. solid uh, logic. No. No. <sighs> Whatever. I thought it was a good save. But... And what an odd way to finish this one up. Keelan, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Simon. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. And everyone listening, except for medieval people and uh, Vincent Vaughn, thanks for listening. I hope you stay safe. Stay dry if it's raining. Stay wet if it's dry. Have a good Get day. out of the bath, Night, please. Whatever. Before you shrivel and we'll, up. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. This is actually my real voice. <laughs>